Welcome to the Nikki and Julie podcast, where women are connecting with women to enrich, uplift, and encourage in our everyday journey of life. And now, here's Nikki and Julie. Hello, Nikki, coming to you again from Mountain Air. You just had to start off like that. Um. I did. I did. <laughs> hey, Julie. Oh, it just, it looks like absolute paradise where you are. Well, there are things about it that I'm sure uh, we're in paradise. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's funny. At one time, I don't know, or will be. Wow. Yeah. But you've, it, you've it, seen so much already. I know I have. It's been, I, I'm just still waiting for another one of those drop mic moments when, you know, there's three or four bear and elk and fox and wolves all waiting for me to pass by my car. <laughs> well, I I have no doubt it's going to happen. <laughs> I'll just create it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I... I don't recommend that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll be safe about it. No. I'll be smart about it. <laughs> like, I'm enjoying having you as, you know, co-hosting this together. So please don't do that. No, I, I won't fall off the ledge. I, I won't. I yeah. Won't don't do, don't do any of that crazy stuff. I've seen some photos where it's like, okay, you know, there's a cliff there. There's an actual cliff over there um, with a rock that could actually give way. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, and you may be the one that's going to let it, you know, give it its way. And there it goes. Yes. That is just not safe. It's not safe Ooh. at all. But, you know, some people are daredevils, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, so speaking of being a daredevil. Yes. This probably has nothing to do with this subject, but um, it could, depending on the type of exercise you do. So we are going to chat about women's health today. Oh my, did you say the word exercise? <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I think we've lost our, lost our connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. I said the E word. I did. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. Um, I think that this subject can be a struggle for most women. Yes, um, I agree. You know, I think most times we're so busy taking care of other other people and everything else. There are times where our health can be put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And it, you may not be doing it purposefully, purposely, you know, like just eat, but you just go about your daily life caring for other people. And then all of a sudden you look at yourself. <laughs> yes. You're like, oh, man. I didn't know I looked that tired. Um, Well, that's, that's when you get a new mirror with a filter on it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, they ought to make mirrors like that. But you could put on a filter of beauty, um, younger, you know, just (laughs) Julie, (laughs) you, you laugh, but there's probably something out there like that. Well, there, there probably is. I need to find it. You are good at Google search. I say go for it. You find it and you I'll let us know. It. I, I um, will. 
but yes, our health. I want to talk about that today. Um, because a woman's, I mean, a man's body goes through lots of changes too, but a woman's body goes through so many changes throughout her lifespan. Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to keep up and I'm going to use myself as an example to start off here. Before I met my husband, I would run anywhere from four to five miles, six days a week. Oh, wow. Um, Excuse me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was younger then, you know, in my early twenties and I felt better. I felt stronger. And that's just something that I did. I enjoyed running, but I tell you, I feel like running so much and maybe not protecting myself as much as I could have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now being 42 has, I struggle with that. I have not run like that in several years um, because of the damage that's now done to my knees. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's not fun at all, but I enjoyed that. I I do remember that feeling of enjoyment of being outside, getting fresh air, uh, moving around a lot more than I do now. I feel as if as my health would decline in certain parts of my life, I would kind of back off. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. it was either like, what's the point? Or, you know, I can't run anymore. So that means I can't do anything that's going to be a any help to me. It's not going to give me any kind of sustenance, right? Because I felt better as I ran. And because I couldn't do that anymore, I just said, forget it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But then there were times where I would work out with my husband. That's been a long time. Um, Long story there. We we don't work well working out together. (laughs) Here's the thing. He, he's a good pusher. Like he is a really good pusher. And if you want someone to push you with your workout, you want Ben. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I'm married to him. Um, <laughs> you know, when I hear, come on, just do two more. Or, you know, you got it in yet. You know, I, I kind of feel like, I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't sit well with me, Julie. It's, it's weird. Yeah, I get it. So, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yes. We but we love off. Ben, but we, we love Ben because he, he is an extraordinary coach in that field. No, for real. Like mm-hmm. he is, whew, he really is. And he's coached a lot of people and, and brought a lot of people um, in his realm to good places. So it's, it's amazing. Um, however, recently I did ask him, Hey, can you show me a few? I don't know. I think I asked him about some ab workouts and he showed me. So we was like, this is good. This is, this is good. You know, baby steps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I just, I do miss that. And I know that I'm not alone. You know, there may have been a trigger in someone else's life that caused them to kind of back off um, yeah. from doing certain workouts or exercises. Now yoga, I love yoga. Um, I can be uphill, downhill with that too, but I absolutely love yoga. It, to me, it works every Every inch of your body stretches mm-hmm. you so well. And I think at this age, I need that. I need more stretching than anything to kind of get me loosened up. Have you done yoga before, Julie? Uh, no, I, I have not. And at my age, I don't know what needs to be stretched. You know, <laughs> I'm just a little concerned that too much stress, too much stress with stretching might, <laughs> might come up with a, 
like a uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> no, I've not done that. I'm I, I walk. I'm a walker. Ooh. I do love to walk. I will do that. My problem is, which I'm guessing could be a lot of our audiences, I get all gung-ho to do the right thing for myself. And then something comes along that might be stressful in my life that redirects my thinking. There's some kind of change. And all of a sudden, all of that hard work and all of that focus is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I left it back there. And then 20 pounds later, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> How'd that happen? I know. It followed me. <laughs> yes. I, oh, goodness. See, listen. See, now here, and, and this is me on the other end of the spectrum, where <clears throat> I, I have conversations with women about health and mm-hmm. things like that. And that can be difficult for me. Why? Because I'm looked at as, oh, you're only 114 pounds. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody knows what's going on on the inside. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that's not fair it's for not. the rest it's, of us who aren't in that situation. It's really not fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I yeah. mean, it's not. It's not fair to you at all. <laughs> no, really. Like, I, and, and so anyway, it can be... It, I also, I don't talk about this subject very often because that's the way I, I've been approached in the past by some mm-hmm. women that, oh, what can you say to us? Or, no, oh, you don't need to lose weight. And I'm like, it's not always about losing weight, people. It, it's about being healthy. It's about mm-hmm. just being healthier on the inside because you don't know what I'm dealing with on the inside, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've dealt with a lot of health issues, a lot mm-hmm. of health issues over the years that has caused my body to, um, not respond the way that I'd like it to. And again, if you don't know that, if you don't know that part of my journey, you would just look at me and say, Oh, she doesn't need to lift weights at all. Or, you know, walking, what are you out there doing that? For? <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. kind of hard to explain that, but it doesn't matter your size. Um, keeping up with your health is super important. You know, we started off with exercise, Julie, but this can, that can be just on the other side. Let's talk about just knowing your body Mm -hmm. and knowing when something's not right and, Mm -hmm. and knowing you don't feel right, but you still don't get yourself checked out. Yeah. Because there's a fear to getting yourself checked out because you don't want to know yeah, uh, what that lab results going to be, what that test results going to be. So it's just easier to not look at it. If right. I if I don't look at the phone number that says doctor so and so, or if I don't look at the ad that says come on in and and let's get you to a better way of living, you know I I'm just not going to look at that because I just don't want to know what that is. And I don't want to have to work on myself. So you, I mean, we can put that in all kinds of balances of our lives. If you don't want to deal with your mental stuff, then you're not going to go to a counselor. If you don't want to deal with your physical stuff, then you're not going to go to a trainer or your doctor. So it's just a matter of finally coming to grips with yourself about 
I'm the only one who can control all this stuff about me. So what am I going to do with it? Yes, that's exactly right. We, mm-hmm. we are in control of that. And yes. we're also in, in control of our thoughts. So mm-hmm. to piggyback off of what you just said, you know, I know something's not right, but I, I really don't want to know what it is. Well, mm-hmm. that's not true because <laughs> you, you really do want to know what it is. Um, because truth be told, you want to fix it. You don't want to continue on life feeling the way you do. Um, right. I think it's just that fear of, like you said, it's the fear of n- actually knowing what it is and it could actually be something harmful or it actually could be something worse than I thought. But mm-hmm. one thing my husband has taught me over and over and over for crying out loud, he still has to remind me, but I am getting better. Mm-hmm. If something is going on with me. Sometimes I'll try to work through it, but then I'll tell him, hey, I made a doctor appointment because of this, that, and the other. <laughs> and he's okay. like, what? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm having this, that, and the other. So I decided to call and I'm just going to get it checked. And he's like, okay. Then he'll ask me, all right, where are you? Um, mm-hmm. And I know what that means now. Where are you mentally? Where are you with it? You know, are you worried about it or are you concerned? Are you, you know, because I have been known to go in complete left field saying that, oh no, something is absolutely wrong now. I'm going to have to have this thing taken out. And oh man, like I'm, I have myself laid up in the hospital for two weeks and I haven't even seen the doctor yet. Yeah. yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I saw our minds can go so far off. That's where I feel like it is, it sh- or it, it should be easier for us to just pick up the phone and, and get those much needed doctor checks like we should mm-hmm. um, instead of waiting gosh, sometimes until it's too late, that's scary to me. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, that's even scarier than not, than going to the doctor and finding out if something's wrong. But, but our health is so important because think about, think about your spouse, think about your kids. And even if you don't have a spouse or kids, um, just, you know, doing it for your, your own good, doing it for yourself, doing it for your friends, your family. Um, I have been in situations with other people, um, friends who chose not to. Um, and then it got to the point where it was too late. And unfortunately, um, their health just got out of control. And, but that, that part is really scary to me. So I, I applaud, I'm telling you, I applaud women who are just on top of it. And like, look, if there's something going on, it is okay to one, talk to somebody about it, pray your way through it and and Mm -hmm. get yourself checked out. You know, I think that's so important, but I have to get back on this exercise thing, Julie, because you made me laugh. Um, (laughs) Well, you did, because at the very beginning, you were just like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't think we were going to be talking about exercise. Yeah. I don't know why you went down that path. Well, well, (laughs) (laughs) well, because I can't even talk now. It's, it's important. It is, it important. is important. Well, you are exactly right. You're exactly it, it right. It is. You're exactly right. It is right. very important. Now, you you shared an article with me recently. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I I found that this article brought up some very good points. I think it did too. But I want to hear mm-hmm. what you thought from it. Well, I, I thought the article was well done. It wasn't, it wasn't so lengthy that you got lost in it and said, well, never mind. But the points were strong. And, and what he was doing was talking to us about how we discipline ourselves 
when it comes to all of these other things we talk about as far as spiritual life, you know, we're going to make sure that we're not fornicators and we're going to make sure that we don't practice idolatry and we're going to make sure of all these things out there. But here's the one thing we, we, we tend to leave off and that's taking care of our bodies is as well a need to keep the temple that houses the Holy Spirit, and we're supposed to be Christ-like, we tend to not look at that. Yes. And, and I love the scriptures that he, he brought forth, is that number one, in Genesis 1.27, we're created in the image of God. Yes. And, and, and so what are we sharing with the world as, as an image of God? Sometimes we create our own gods to be an image of, mm-hmm. instead of realizing we're created in his image. Now, physically, what does that, does that look like? Physically, does it mean I have self-control over that or that I don't? Hmm. I, I mean, it's a question we all have to ask ourselves. Yes. I, I think that's really important. He also talked about um, that in first Corinthians six nineteen through 21, that the body is a temple it's not our own, but we are to glorify him. Am I able to glorify God in the body that I have by the energy I have, the ability to get out and do and be a servant? Now, I think first we got to take it right off the table. If you're disabled, I'm not talking to you. There's That's always great. an exception. That's right. I, and, and there's always an exception. But in this particular, in this particular way, I think there's a balance that has to be found because you can have people who go to an extreme. Yes. They can be the extreme of, they will not veer to the right or left of every bite they eat and every step they take. And if you are not like them, you're just like a little suspect (laughs) or you go the other way. And people like, you know, it's my life. I love food. I'm gone. And they just, boom. So there's no balance. Yes. It's finding the balance. And are we willing to discipline ourselves and control ourselves to find the balance? Now, I have to say, I am talking to me because I have not always done that. I've been yo-yoing. I've been all over the map. Hmm having to work on myself, but I keep trying, I keep trying, I keep trying. And I know when I've gone way beyond what I should have, I I can tell, I can tell. And I have to start thinking about what is my purpose here? How can I serve my family? How can I take care of me? How can I talk to other people about self-control over things like, oh, use using substances or being involved in all of these things of the world as I eat my potato chips and M&Ms and drink my Coke. (laughs) How can I do that? (laughs) I don't know that it would go over well. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you said it first. So now that you've said it. (laughs) Yes, yes, I have to because I can say that I can, you know, M&Ms were my absolute go-to. And the reason they were is because it put me in a happy place, but it was destroying me at the same time. I had to figure that one out. I know this is is a serious topic, but I have to ask and then we'll go back. So peanuts are plain. (laughs) 
Oh, girl, it depends on the event. <laughs> you know, that's how, how that's how far I'm into that. You know, it just I will I will choose depending on the event. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. That's so great. I'm sorry I got you off track, but I had to ask because okay. you know some people sure. are particular about their M and M's. Oh, I know, I know, but I am so into M and M's. I have I have two M and M blankets. Yeah, I have a plain and a peanut M and M blanket. I do. And those little those little pillows that are kind of squishy pillows, you know, and you got kids like to play with them. I've got those plain and peanut as well. Wow. I know. So you talk to me about how hard it is to curb that. Yeah. Let's, mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm sorry. I'm going to reel it. Nope. I'm going to reel it back. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the reality. And this is where you have to really start. Okay. I've really got to stop this because while that's a pretty blanket and the colors are popping, it's making me into somebody I don't need to be. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I totally get that. Again, I'm in a completely different group, but when it comes to health, it's, it's not just about weight. It, it can simply just be what you're ingesting, how much you're yeah. ingesting, Yeah. you know, enjoy life, but not to the point where, you know, that if you, if you're going to eat a pack a day, a, a pack of M&Ms every single day, and you know how mm -hmm. you're going to feel at the end of the week, or, you know, you're going to feel bloated, you know, you're going to feel, you know, whatever those feelings are mm -hmm. gaining the weight. Why is it that we keep continuing in that, down that path? And yeah. I love what uh, he said in the article that, you know, we're, we're good at picking and choosing like, Oh, I'm good with my self-control as far as, you know, fornication and, you know, you know, no sex outside of marriage. Absolutely not. Um, I know how to control this, that, and the other, but there's so many other areas of yeah. our lives that, I know. that we need to take control of. Mm -hmm. I find mm -hmm. that so interesting that the human mind can pick and choose like that. <laughs> I know. Well, food, let's talk about when we're kids, a lot of, a lot of us as moms, uh, when our kids don't feel good, when they need a little bit of extra love, like here, honey, you want a cookie or <laughs> here, mama's yes. going to fix you your favorite meal tonight, or mama's going to do this. Well, I get that. I get that. Food is a comfort. I it get is. comfort foods. I get oh. that. But I also know that for me, that was not good for me because then I, if, if I was having something going on in my life that was sad or difficult to deal with, I, I had been trained to go to food to feel better. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I understand that, that how you can easily go down that path because if I, if I eat this, I will feel better. And, and will I? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll feel better, but I won't feel better about 10 days later after I've done that several times. And yeah. that's what you got to figure out. I remember uh, working with a trainer one time who was telling us about a client he had that just said, you know, I don't understand. Said, I, I really don't eat a lot and I'm still gaining weight. Well, what happened? He started talking to him and figured out that they're sitting at their desk with computer work with their big, <laughs> with their big jar of M&M's. Oh, yeah. So they were just kind of 
just doing, you know, a few M&Ms all day long and then not eating much and can't, and not figuring out what happened. <laughs> Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. But I get that. But see, you know, on the other hand, like you're saying is that, that you've got health concerns as well. And, 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 and those of us on this side of it don't understand it. We can't figure it out because we're looking at a number and the number on the scale, which don't always do that. That's not a good idea. But the number that's like, Oh, this is who I am. No, it's not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not who you are. So help us with that, Nikki, because a lot of us don't understand that. You mean as far as like from my well, end? From, yeah, because we're looking we're looking at at someone like you and going, yeah, wow, she's got it all together and she yeah, doesn't well, have this to worry about. So this is yeah. what we don't understand, and we need you to help us with that. So it's so I I have struggled with my reproductive system for years, mm-hmm. like years. Um, and six years ago, actually, goodness, uh, longer than that just dealing with so many things with my reproductive system. Um, my son comes along, we get pregnant with him. It's so, you know, great. Hey, we're so excited. Well, at six weeks, here comes the bleeding. And I'm like, Oh, great. Mm -hmm. I think I'm having a miscarriage. Uh, Mind you, this is Christmas Eve. So (laughs) Christmas Eve, we're going to the ER and, um, you know, the doctor proceeds to tell us that, yes, I'm miscarrying and, you know, go home, do your thing, whatever, uh, check back with your doctor on Monday. Wow. That's it. Okay. Um, we did that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we get home and I called my doctor. He says, no, get in here. I went in and he was like, what's the problem? And I was like, well, well, the ER doctor he's like, I know what he said, but your baby's still here. Right. So, oh, wow. This is, this is such a blessing, <laughs> right? This, this is so great. So we're not really sure what was happening? I do know that I was on, I was on bed rest, um, until my second trimester. Oh, wow. Because we were still trying to figure out what was going on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so all throughout, you know, the years I've just dealt with different reproductive issues. And, um, so, but he's such a blessing. My son will be 10 in just two weeks. And that's an amazing story. But here six years ago, I got pregnant again. And it ended up not being what we thought. Um, long story short, I was diagnosed with a complete molar pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Basically, basically, I was growing a tumor or, well, multiple tumors. Um, so obviously, it's an abnormal pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, at the time, it wasn't malignant. There were early treatments that I could do just in the office. That was a stressful time because my body had to endure weekly blood draws every week. Mm -hmm. I had to go into the same OBGYN office every single week, same day, same time, looking Mm -hmm. at all these women who are pregnant um, Mm -hmm. and them not knowing what's going on with me. Yeah. I had to have blood work every single week, as well as an injection to, um, basically help rid my body of the pregnancy hormone that was still present. Um, 
I didn't just have a miscarriage. I did not have a miscarriage. I had to have that surgically removed because it was a growing tumor and I had to have it surgically removed. But in most cases, that's it. Like over time, your body is supposed to just completely expel um, and your cells, those cells are supposed to go away. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen with me, Julie, because that's just the way I work. You know, when things happen to me, it's, it's going to be a doozy. <laughs> it's going to be a doozy. And, and it was, I ended up with the molar. Um, the first treatments worked for so long. I ended up seeing a doctor in Boston. Yes. Boston, wow. Massachusetts. He at the time was the top research physician on molar pregnancies. So went to him and oh, I left kind of deflated because I was hoping he wouldn't say what I thought. But he did. And it ended up, he was like, no, this isn't, you've got to eradicate this. And the only way to do it is with chemotherapy. Wow. And so, mind you, we're on vacation. It just, I'm telling you, it, it, this was all God. We were on vacation. We were going to Boston anyway. I had gotten word and thank God for a dear friend of mine, Julie, I'm telling you, she, um, she got me in touch with a with someone on a Facebook group Mm -hmm. of, of women who had had molar pregnancies. I'd never heard of this before. And most people I talked to are like, what is that? Exactly. Go through the whole thing about what it is. It's just so confusing. But I, in this support group, I found so much support, but she was so helpful. And she's like, Hey, you know, there's this doctor in Boston. You should contact him. And I thought, wait, Boston, we're going to be there in a few weeks. Anyway, we get there. I got a hold of everybody there. They they put me on the schedule. So I was able to see that doctor while we were on vacation. Um, but yeah, I came home kind of feeling deflated, thinking, wait, mm-hmm. how did this how did this start? Right? Like I was healthy. I was a healthy woman at the time I got pregnant. We were excited, but something wasn't right. Like I knew something wasn't right. I didn't feel good. Um, I actually saw the nurse practitioner at eight weeks, but she never checked for a heartbeat. She just said, no, we're going to do blood work today. And that's that. Mm. And I was like, I just don't Mm -hmm. feel right. Something's not right. I don't feel good every single day. I feel like I'm going to pass out. Like it just wasn't normal. I didn't Mm -hmm. feel right. We didn't find the molar until I was 12 weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, the feeling of going into the office and seeing the doctor for the very first time um, to hear the baby's heartbeat. Like, Julie, I actually knew something was wrong. And mm-hmm. I think there's, there, like I said, there's something in all of us where we know something's not right. It's your body, right? Yeah. right? You know when your body's not right. So I knew sitting in that office waiting for him to deliver somebody else's baby, I thought something's not right. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. right. So it ended up, I had to, I had to, he transferred me over to a cancer hospital. (laughs) That's scary in and of itself, right? I'm like, I don't have cancer. What are we doing? Well, Mm -hmm. this was different. I didn't, I no longer had the complete molar because they had, they had taken that out. Well, now because the cells were still present and working in my body, um, it turned into something called gestational trophoblastic neoplasia. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. actually did turn malignant. Um, 
the blessing in all of that is it didn't metastasize outside of my uterus. Yes, that's a and blessing. That's such a blessing, such a blessing. I still had to undergo chemotherapy. Um, I'm talking the kind that you lose your hair, uh, mm-hmm. you're sick. I'm in the midst of these incredibly strong but sick patients who some of them, this is just to kind of, you know, I don't know, increase their chances of life. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm laying next to someone who has brain cancer or, you know, so talk about perspective. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> perspective, wow. Julie, in the midst mm-hmm. of all of that, a ton of perspective. Um, but I went through 20 treatments, 20 chemotherapy treatments before mm-hmm. this was all done. Um, and that was rough. That was a very, very rough time mm-hmm. for me. I can't even imagine. Um, and, and it actually took a good two years of my life <laughs> because after the chemotherapy is over, they have to monitor you for an entire year. Sure. Um, and I'm talking monitor. <laughs> so I was still getting blood work done. I was still all of these things, but, but chemotherapy absolutely wrecked my body. Now, people may not see that on the outside, but what it did on the inside oh, was a lot. <laughs> it, it took mm-hmm. a lot out of me. And to this day, six years later, I'm still struggling with those health issues. So that was one of the reasons why I wanted to bring up the subject of women's health. It's so important. Like you may not be going through a molar pregnancy, but you're dealing with something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and whatever that is, don't be afraid to trust your body. <laughs> don't be, a, don't be afraid to say, oh, you know, great. My doctor's going to think I'm crazy or whatever. No, I'm, I'm a big, um, a big supporter of someone who takes care of their health. If you know, something's not right, it's better to just get it checked out. Absolutely. Um, because who knows, Julie, I mean, I get it at at 12 weeks. That's, that's a long period of time to go feeling the way you do and people looking at you and they were joking, but not joking saying, Oh, Nikki, I think you're having twins. I think you're having twins this time. Oh yeah. No, that's how big I was. Mm -hmm. Um, That's another reason why I was like, this is not normal. (laughs) This is not normal. Um, I shouldn't be looking this size at nine weeks. Like that's not normal. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's, 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 it's still kind of a struggle even thinking about that six years later. Um, but it's hard. And so I'm, I'm a big, big supporter of women, just knowing your body and, and knowing that, look, we do, we're, we're still here and we all have purpose and why not, since we're still here, try to be in the best health that we possibly can be be in to do the work that God has set up for us to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard to do that when you're not feeling good all the time. It's hard to do that when you're not moving, you know, you know, it's hard to do that when you're not getting some sun. It's not, it's hard to do that when you're not um, taking better care of yourself. I, I actually have friends and family, Julie, who have not seen a gynecologist in years. That's scary. Mm-hmm. 
to me it is um, because yeah. you don't always have to have an issue to see a gynecologist that should be a yearly checkup <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, for a woman that's a yearly checkup because things can be going on that you don't know about um so it's very important even if you're not feeling certain things there are just certain uh doctors or certain appointments that a woman should keep a mammogram every single year clockwork Mm-hmm. Very important to get your mam. I had to have my my first mammogram. I was thirty three because of issues. <laughs> so okay. thirty three years old, and, I, and so every year I, you know, I've been through mammograms. I've been through biopsies. You name it, all the things. Um, so I'm just I'm just such a big supporter of health. Even if you cannot get out there and run four to five miles a day, you can't even run a mile. That's okay. Um, some kind of movement is good. It is good, good. better eating mm-hmm. habits is good. You know, mm-hmm. hey, indulge. If you like some chips, put some in a baggie, right? Like in a Ziploc baggie um, and say, oh, look, you know, in three days, I'm going to work hard, but I'm going to work hard for those chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I've had to do that for myself um, yeah. because I like to indul- indulge in things. Um, but I, I, I know my body and I know I cannot sit there and just keep popping them popping things knowing that I'm not going to feel good um, in the days Mm -hmm. to come. So it's not worth it to me Um, mainly because of what my body has gone through and what it's still going through. I just, it's just not worth it. (laughs) It's not worth it to me anymore, Julie. Yeah. Well, I tell you, Nikki, your story is so powerful. And my guess is that you've impacted somebody today, probably more than one who just needed that extra nudge to go and, and, and do something for themselves. You know, we all like to have those moments where we get to do something for ourselves and women are bad at thinking they're not allowed to do that. Well, this is one thing you can do and you'd better do is to take care of yourself. You know, the psalmist said that we are, are fearfully and wonderfully made. I believe that. And I believe that in order to show how fearfully and wonderfully we're made, we've got to take care of it. So mm-hmm. thank you. So thank good. you. Thank you, Nikki, for enlightening us, helping us understand and, and being such a light to the world. Love you for it. Oh, I love you, Julie. And this was great. I know to our listeners, we've gone over um, a lot longer than we normally would, but this is an important topic that we really wanted to dive into more. So we hope that we have helped you in some way um, and maybe shed some light in some areas that you hadn't thought of before. And Julie, I love you too. I know you do. (laughs) All right. And to our audience, we love you all too. And stay tuned and, and we'll see you again next week on Tuesday with another episode of the Nikki and Julie podcast. Thank you for listening to the Nikki and Julie podcast. Join us every Tuesday and Thursday for more exciting conversations. And remember, be real, be true, and be you.